This is On Point, a podcast about bringing humanity to leadership communications. I'm your host, Andrea Lekashoff, President of Broadreach Communications. Hi, everyone. Today we're joined by Russell Baker, an award-winning Canadian communications professional with in-depth knowledge of media relations, issues and reputation management, and strategic communications planning. Russell is the president of the IABC Toronto chapter, which is the largest chapter in the international network of business communicators. But in his day job, Russell serves as the corporate spokesperson for Toronto Hydro, where he's responsible for setting the strategic direction for media relations issues management, and emergency management communications. Welcome, Russell. Hi, Andrea. Thanks for speaking with me today. We're excited to have you on, um, given your role within the IABC. And uh, before we get started uh, about what's going on uh, internationally with communications, uh, I'd love to know uh, about your journey. Tell us about your career in communications. Yeah, thanks for that. Uh, so let me uh, first start by saying that I, I really didn't start off um, to have a career in communications. Uh, I attended the University of Guelph to study psychology uh, with the hopes of becoming a psychologist one day. But uh, somewhere along the way, I think it was my third year of university, I took a course focused on business communications and the psychology behind successful marketing and communications campaigns. So really, uh, at that point, that really changed the trajectory of my career. Uh, And a career in communications really intrigued me because I I really thought that, um, you know, as communicators, we weren't really selling or pushing a product, but rather communications solved problems. It built connections and authentically communicated uh, with their audiences across multiple channels. So after graduating from the University of Guelph, I attended Seneca College, where I uh, uh, obtained a certificate in corporate communications, and I've since been really fortunate to work at a lot of recognizable companies like BMO Financial Group, Weber Shandwick, uh, several municipal governments, and now Toronto Hydro. Tell us how working um, at an agency is different than working client-side. Yeah, I think it's an age-old question, right? Uh, what's uh, What are the pros and cons? What are the differences? And I think, you know, really at its core for me about, you know, working at an agency, it taught me to, you know, balance multiple priorities to, you know, really evaluate the multiple tasks coming at you. And also, you know, really taught me some fundamental time management skills. And I think that if I look at where I am today in my career and I think about what I learned while working in agency, I I don't think transparently I would have been able to, you know, achieve what I've been able to achieve so far without some of that fundamental and foundational knowledge that I that I gained while there. Well, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, I've had a career in agency and it really does teach you so much, uh, not only about time management, but certainly about so many different industries mm-hmm. and, and business problems, truly, that you're, you're solving. Uh, tell us about your day-to-day at Toronto Hydro. That sounds like a, a pretty big job and uh, one day must not be uh, like the other. 
You're certainly right with that, Andrea. I mean, you know, no day is like the other, and and that's what really gets me out of bed every morning. Uh, you know, I think that at any given point, my role in uh, in in communications at Toronto Hydro is is uh, is challenged and evolves and grows and and sort of um, you know uh, shape shifts, if you will, based on what's going on on a given day. So, you know, one day I could be out there talking about, you know, a rate change that's coming through that will might impact customers. Another day I might be really, um, you know, involved in an issue that's come up either, you know, customer related or something else altogether. Um, but really at the core of it, you know, are our customers, right. And that human connection and authentic connection mm. that we're about, you know, and we want to build that so that we can have those, you know, sure. meaningful conversations with, uh, the stakeholder at hand. What's been the most rewarding part of your career in communications? I think it's those relationships, right? If I look back at at all the you know various jobs I've been fortunate to hold so far, it really is about those connections you've built, and and that you know means both in, internal to an organization, whether that's a subject matter expert, a senior level a leader in the in the organization, or customers, you know, whether that is through, uh, you know, town halls that are out in the community or social media interactions or relationships with journalists, right? I think that, um, you know, if I look at, you know, bridging that psychology perspective, uh, you know, that's really been um, something I've very valued in my career and certainly look forward to continuing, um, you know, uh, until I retire. And how about the flip side of that? What's been the most challenging part of being in communications? I think, you know, <clears throat> one of the challenging aspects is is keeping up with the uh, various channels that customers, you know, want to receive information mm. through, right? Sure. If I look at, you know, what the world looks like today, right? If I want to go and ask Alexa a question, you know, will the organization that I'm seeking to get information from have that capability, Right. Um, so really staying abreast of those ways that customers want to uh, get, you know, information and stay informed, I think is important. And, you know, in, in a world that's ever evolving uh, and particularly true now, um, that, um, you know, that that takes time and takes commitment. But I think that, you know, you know, in large part, thanks to organizations like IABC, I think there are a lot of great opportunities to stay abreast of that. Agreed. Okay, so let's let's uh, shift to the uh, global health and racial pandemic. What has that meant for communications? Well, I think you know if I look at uh, what sort of transpired in the last year, and and you know of course longer than that, um, I think it's really put at the forefront the importance of having conversations around diversity and inclusion, equity and accessibility. Traditionally, a lot of organizations have struggled to talk about these items uh, because they involve items, you know, that can be sometimes tough to talk about, like gender, race, and sexual orientation, uh, physical and mental ability, and more. But I think mm -hmm. that, you know, we've really seen that it's been essential to talk about these things. Um, representation is essential, and a sense of belonging, um, although hard to quantify, is more important um, as well, right? So we we True. all need to collectively take strides, I think, to uh, find a way to to have these conversations, learn from one another, um, and really, you know, check our biases at the door, uh, understand our own privileges, and grow as a society together. 
I love that. That's really beautiful because the more we all feel included, the more we can show up authentically as mm-hmm. who we are. And, you know, I, I certainly know that I perform better when I'm surrounded by people that um, uh, really make me feel included and that I can trust and an environment uh, that I know is, is embracing of, of, of everyone. That's, mm-hmm. that's really wonderful. Um Okay, so let's talk about uh, what uh, IBC chapters across Canada are doing together with the Canadian Public Relations Society, the Canadian Council of Public Relations Firms, of which uh, Broadreach is a member, Leger, and the Breakfast uh, Culture. Um, I understand that you've conducted a first-of-its-kind and industry-wide survey on diversity and inclusion. Um, Can you tell me a little bit about that? I know you don't have the results yet, but would love to know what the survey was about and where you're at with that. Sure. I mean, I, I I can certainly tell you that, you know, IABC Toronto um, has taken on a number of initiatives to help raise the bar on representation for local communicators. Um, but, you know, at the heart of this has been this uh, benchmarking survey. So, you know, we, uh, you know, feel very fortunate uh, to have played a, a fairly significant role in, in um, you know, p- uh, pulling this survey together and getting it out into market. Uh, and that's been a pretty significant undertaking with other chapters, uh, IABC chapters across Canada. And as you mentioned, the Canadian Public Relations Society, the Canadian Council of Public Relations Firms, Leger and Breakfast Culture. This survey really does represent the first time that Canadian public relations and communications industry will have benchmark data on PR professionals' perceptions and experiences of diversity and inclusion across the corporate, government, and agency sectors. You know, and while I can't speak for, um, you know, each of the organizations involved uh, in this survey, I can tell you that, um, you know, we have received and analyzed the survey results at this time Mm -hmm. and are really looking for ways to jointly share this data nationally. Um, You know, there will be a lot of really great takeaways here. I think it's really going to start the conversation around, you know, how associations and workplaces can put into practice initiatives that will get to the heart of diversity and inclusion. Great. Um, And, you know, from an IABC Toronto perspective, this really uh, ladders up to some of the great work that our IDEA committee, um, which Mm. is uh, focused on inclusivity, diversity, equity, and accessibility, are uh, looking at um, for ways to further, um, you know, inclusion, diversity, equity, and accessibility in the profession across the GTA. Speaking about that, do you have any, do you offer any research or training or tips on that topic that IABC members or others can can access? Well, I mean, I think, you know, we're in the early stages of this, right? I think that, you know, as an, as an association, we're really looking at uh, tailoring our, um, you know, various professional development events and other activities to make mm. sure that uh, to the extent possible, we seek better representation and, and you know, a, a, a wider and more diverse, uh, you know, group of speakers and, and experts, right? Uh, but this is, but this is a journey and we're just starting this, right? So one of the, you know, some of the things that we're considering are, you know, tapping into our membership to, uh, you know, uh, find those experts uh, from diverse backgrounds to share their lived experiences. Great. And, um, you know, really, um sort of in the long uh, run, create a hub of resources to to mm. your point, right? Whether that's, you know, ways to make your communications more accessible 
um, mm-hmm. you know, or whether that is to, you know, um, uh, be a change agent within your own organization. So I think work's underway. Um, you know, this is certainly not a one and done or a short term thing. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, going to be many years of commitment in this space. And, and we're, you know, excited to be playing a small role in what is really an overarching um, societal uh, issue. Amazing. So let's look at the industry as a whole. What sort of reputation do you think the PR and communications industry has, both both positive and negative? Yeah, you know, I think that, um, you know, we saw a tidal wave of change in 2020, right? Um, and that really included uh, uh, the vital role that communicators played and continue to True. play in uh, keeping people informed while we remain apart. So, you know, if I borrow the language from our uh, IABC Toronto Ovation Awards, we really saw that communicators rose to the occasion. They rose mm. to the challenge, right? And that's resulted in organizations placing greater value in the communications function as a whole. Mm. Um, many times, you know, based on conversations I've had, uh, seeing communicators having a seat at the decision-making table. Right. I think we in that momentum for some time, but I think we really saw that tidal wave of change in 2020. And if I look at that from a high level, you know, I think this represents a really unique opportunity for our profession, you know, and it allows communicators to have influence on how organizations are talking about, you know, things like the global pandemic, uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, Mm. and other important social and political um, and, you know, even economic issues, right? Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I think to build on that, you know, we often sort of think as of communicators as being the conscience or the heart of an organization. And I think that we do have a role in building trust and communicating authentically and transparently. I agree. You mentioned that the IEBC Ovation Awards, and I know they've closed for this year. Um, however, I was really excited to see a, a bunch of new categories uh, that were offered. Do you want to just tell us about them so that uh, for people considering uh, applying next year, they, they know about these new categories? Absolutely. You know, we uh, we certainly saw that tidal wave of change, like I had mentioned earlier. And so we really wanted to take a step back and honor um, some of the great work that communicators are doing. And that includes uh, launching some new categories uh, to recognize and honor that excellent work. Um, so one of those, uh, we, we launched four new uh, categories. Um, you know, uh, they are really related to uh, COVID-19 response and recovery. So a lot of great campaigns around that, obviously. Mm -hmm. Uh, Campaigns about Uh, anti-racism. Communications uh, campaigns around LGBTQ2+, as well, breaking down barriers there. And then accessibility communications, like we spoke about. So whether that's around AODA compliance or, you know, introducing uh, Braille or sign language into communications, whether that is, you know, through Amazing. video or, or otherwise, we're really looking for ways to celebrate that communications excellence. And sure. we're really excited to help build some of that into our Ovation Awards this year. That's amazing. You guys should be congratulated for that. That's That's definitely something to celebrate. That's great. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, what else is going on at the IBC this year, virtually, uh, of course? 
Yeah, the, it's been a busy year, right? I mean, like other uh, uh, or organizations, we've certainly had to pivot uh, and look at, at ways to continue to provide member value. And I, I think, you know, I think really one of the one of the ways we've been able to do that this year um, is really focusing on our professional development opportunities. So these span across a variety of of areas of opportunity. So, for example, we we generally commit to one professional development event a month. Um, so these have touched on, you know, crisis communications in the era of COVID, hmm. uh, you know, how to uh, market and build a successful uh, communications campaign or business, um, you know, in this time, how to win over customers um, when it's, you know, you have curbside pickup or in-store pickup the next day or whatever that may look like and, and really how to, um, you know, sell your products to them during this time. But it's also included more specialized uh, events as well. So one thing we launched uh, uh, last year would have been a, a senior communicator circle. Um, and this is a group that comes together every month and really talks about items that are relevant to uh, their uh, level of experience. So whether that's, you know, tips on how to uh, read a balance sheet and, uh, you know, take that back to your office and, and work through those issues. Or maybe it's around, you know, okay, well, how do we solve this current business issue that we didn't have before the pandemic hit? So that's been very successful. And, and those communicators have really come out in spades to let us know that they found a lot of value in that. On the flip side, we also know that students have been particularly hard hit by the pandemic. So we launched a student communicator circle hmm. um, in which we uh, encourage students to come together, uh, talk about some of the challenges that they're up against, uh, provide information to our, um, our board of directors around what they need from their membership to continue growing and evolving. Um, and again, we found great success on that. So it's been a, a busy year, um, you know, really focused on driving that member value. That's amazing. Okay, final question, uh, an opportunity to really showcase the value of IABC membership. I've been a member for years and, and truly do know the value, but would love to hear from you. Um, tell us why the IABC is important for our industry, how it can help communicators and, and what's in it for your members. Yeah, it's a great question, right? And I, I think that it's it's a there it's a very multifaceted answer, right? I think, you know, largely it depends on where you are in your career, but at the core of it are a couple of different things, right? Um, so one of those things is really uh, career development. So we have a lot of professional development events tailored at, you know, uh, issues or causes of the time. So, you know, getting together with subject matter experts to learn about what's worked in their organization, what might not have worked in their organization, and sharing those lessons so that you can take that away and go back to your organization or, you know, the business that you run and really try and help elevate that experience. So I, I, I think that's a, at its core, a really important thing. But I think, you know, simultaneously and, and arguably just as important is that networking component. You know, having been someone uh, who's been involved with IABC for nearly a decade and has been an active volunteer for essentially that time, um, I can't tell you how beneficial it has been to grow that network and know people across sectors and, and at various stages of their career. Because, you know, when I'm faced with a challenge or I need really to talk something through with somebody, I can call somebody in my in mm. my Rolodex, which Rolodex is no longer a thing, but, <laughs> you know, uh, in my phone contact list and be like, hey, I just need a gut check. Like, yeah. would you mind offering that to me right now? And that's mm. proven to be 
arguably the most valuable thing that I've I've gained from my time as uh, a member of IABC Toronto. But also there are other elements here, right? Uh, we do have a, a program called Career Line in which uh, communications um, uh, agencies and businesses as a whole look to recruit the best communicators uh, from the, uh, the greater Toronto area. And so I encourage anyone looking either actively or passively or just looking to know what other organizations are looking for when it comes to uh, talent or skills to, to scroll through, look at our career line and see what's going on in the industry. Amazing. Russell, is there anything else that you'd like to add before we wrap up here today? You know, just in terms of the students then and that population, I think one thing I really want to talk about is uh, we, we recently opened up applications for our Student of the Year Award. Um, this is a really prestigious award that we, um, we give to a student each year who's really demonstrated communications excellence. Um, we've had a lot of really worthy recipients over the years, and we are now looking forward to awarding another high caliber student who has contributed greatly to the profession. Interestingly, the winner of the Student of the Year Award is given a $250 cash prize and a certificate uh, presentation and recognition at our Ovation Awards Gala. So I really encourage uh, students from across the GTA to submit their best work to be evaluated by leading communications practitioners. Um, so more information about this, um, including information about a dedicated session uh, coming up soon to help them uh, write an award-winning entry can be found on our website. Amazing. Russell, I can very clearly see um, why you were selected to be president of the uh, Toronto chapter of IABC. You are so passionate about the industry, so knowledgeable about what's going on. And I want to thank you for your service because I do know how important this organization is to our industry, both sort of uniting us, but also being a voice for communicators. So um, thank you uh, and um, congratulations on doing such a great job. Thank you for the kind words, Andrea. Wonderful. Thank you. This podcast was produced by Broadreach Communications. I'm Andrea Lekishoff, and thanks for listening. For show notes and additional resources, visit brpr.ca forward slash podcast. Mm-hmm.